All righty. Hi, guys. Hey. Should I address? Is it okay to say guys to you guys? Yeah, that's fine. (laughs) We're in a strange world where, you know, you can't always do that. Okay, so we are fresh off of seeing uh, Fantastic Beats, Beasts, the Crimes of Grindelwald. You guys are, like, literally, like, 30 minutes fresh. Literally just got back in the house and and set up the podcast and fucked around with trying to make this work. Yeah, I still have butter on my shirt. (laughs) We still (laughs) smell like the ghetto theater we want to see it in. Uh, I got to tell you, before we even get into the film, I want to say that I miss the Arclight Cinemas, Beach Cities, and El Segundo. Please sponsor us. Um, your theater <laughs> is amazing. It's immaculate. Um, it smells like they just built it. It's perfectly clean all the time. It's like a little sanctuary. We Because it's not showing there, and we wanted to go and see the film for, I don't know why it's not showing there. It should. But it's we not went, showing there? I mean, why is it? Not? I didn't see it on the thing. I, it, it was at Arc like Santa Monica, a Third Street. That's so right, weird. but that's and like going like, to an alley. I don't want to go to Third Street on Sunday. Oh hell no! So we went over to a, in the marina, and AMC Glencoe. And I did not know. I mean, I haven't I haven't seen a movie with the rabble in a long time. Shit's broke. It's like yo. ghetto, broke ass, fucking well trodden. You know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of like a um, a hotel room in, in Vegas, like the, at the MGM. Please sponsors. Um, like <laughs> like five years after they built the hotel, like when they first built it, it was like you had to get in there like first day, cause by like Wednesday, it's just a cesspool. That's what that reminded me of. So, but everybody was very respectful. Everybody was um, laughed in all the right places. So they were very respectful. It wasn't you know nobody acted. No, nobody like was no, nobody was talking, but there was people a, were a, eating very fucking loud. Somebody brought say. in their own bag of chips. They brought and in, they had a hard time opening that shit they up. They were covering up a turkey <laughs> and see. We go and eat with we go we go see movies with crowds of people who don't eat anything. We are there to see the film. We're not yeah. there like people stretching, getting up and out, like yawning and stuff. Like nobody was talking, but I'm like, you know, you're not at home, right? You know, when you <laughs> walked in the door, it wasn't your house. And, and, and also, you paid $12 to be in here with me, so why are you acting like a wolf? I forgot what it's like to watch a movie with kids. I know, right? They're getting up every, like, you know, they got 10 little, minutes. Those little tiny bladders, an attention span. Oh. And, and that, one, yeah. that one mom was bringing her, their, the kid out with the shoes that sparkle every time you walk yeah. on them. So it's like oh my God. <laughs> siren lights going down the, the, the side of the thing. See, I, I, like to, <laughs> I miss our theater. It's like, damn. Just want to say. Where the grown-ups be at? Where they be at? Okay. So Andre has got a lot of thoughts. I don't have a whole lot of thoughts. I enjoyed it. I had a good time. I enjoyed it. I really had. It was a wonderful film for me. It was a great experience. I rarely go to the theater. It's visually stunning. I don't have a whole lot. And then at the end, again, watch the spoiler tag on this. I was like, snap, about that ending. I was like, what? But also, we can talk about this bitch's impulse control. Like, you're a Dumbledore and blows out the side of a mountain. We got to talk about Ezra's character when we get there. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I'm just like, you find out who, like, who your brother is, who your brother is, and all of a sudden, like, I, I don't, we got to talk about that child. So, you like Ian, what too. did you think of the movie? Yeah, what did you I think? liked it. You know, I'm not really into the whole lore or anything else. I don't really remember the first one as much. I think I I sort of saw it like out of my peripheral on Amazon <laughs> while I was doing something else. Yeah, I was. But I really liked. I liked it. I liked seeing the backstory of of uh, Hogwarts and Dumbledore. 
Even though I don't trust that fool. That guy's shady. Yeah, you think he's shady, Dumbledore? Right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Shady motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, and I know we were about to get to Andre's thoughts, but okay, am I, I want, I'm not blind. Dumbledore and Grindelwald are boyfriends, right? They were boyfriends. Yes. I th- they were totally <laughs> queer for each other, right? Um, it's complicated. Okay. I don't know if you want to talk about it now. No, we'll talk about it when you get to it. I'm just saying these are. Ju- I'm just giving you all my thoughts because I'm gonna let y'all do a lot of talking. I love the creatures. I love seeing Mrs. McGonagall. Yeah, that was kind of fun. Back in the dizzle. Back in the day. Word. I love hot Dumbledore. I'm like I'm. Fe- I was feeling him. I was double feeling, damn. I mean double damn. I would like to see Depp and uh, Jude Law make out. I'm just saying. Let's do that. You know. I don't mind. He's like looking at his weird, weird one eyeball. Just, you know, they could even do it young. But I just, you know, I'm thinking they're boyfriends and girlfriends. They're boyfriends. I couldn't get I couldn't get past the age difference between the two. Because do I don't mean? think Ju- they will. They were portrayed as well, being the same, like classmates. Yeah. But I think in real life, there's an age difference between. There is. But, yes. you know, but in wizard school, I guess it's all cool. I don't know. I think they're probably the, real, the same age in real life is just Depp drinks all that fucking liquor and shit. So that'll age your ass right there. Also, he's got that fucked up eye. So I don't know. He's got, he's got, yeah, oh, they were, know. They're, they're definitely meant to be the same, around the same age. Yeah. Um, so Johnny Depp is 55. Mm-hmm. And Jude, Jude Law is forty five, so they're they're ten oh, years apart. Oh, there is a difference. And then you know, add I another didn't think 10, Jude Law was that old. And I... then add another ten for like Deb being like living that hard knock life. Burnett, yeah. Both. Um, okay, so they're, they're supposed to be, Song but pumping. the actors. Okay, are, so, yeah. okay, there you go. So you couldn't get past the age difference when you're married to a woman who's 15 no, I'm just older than just you? just no. <laughs> Just the, the the two characters in itself, the, mm. the the way they were supposed to be portrayed, they should have aged. Um, I thought they should have aged uh, uh, Law a little bit more to oh, match no. to match all you know drunk ass yes. over here. Now I kind of agree with that. I gotcha. You know? I gotcha. I gotcha. All right. Okay. That's what I meant to say. Calm down. <laughs> all right. So let's get into Professor Magalhaes' uh, thoughts. And let's begin, class. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Well, since we're since we're talking about them, um, this is a really great segue. So I'm I was typing up notes pretty much all day, um, and they're not long, I promise. Um, But I just want to say, I've been um, writing a thesis over here. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I could, Um, but I just want to say, like Jude Law's Dumbledore. It's gotten me really excited because I think it was definitely supposed to be just like a taste of him. Mm. Um, just like an introduction, I feel like. Um, he was like Law was hinting at some like small like Irish inflections, which are, which I quite like because I think that's a canon thing that Dumbledore is, has some Irish something um, to do with his family. Um, okay. And it also I realized like I was I was watching it. It didn't feel like he was like laying the groundwork for this Dumbledore to become um, like the Richard Harris or the Michael Gammon Dumbledore, it felt very much like just another version or interpretation that may be more aligned with the Dumbledore in the books. I'm feeling like, mm. um, because I feel like this, this is interesting because it's like a very laid back Dumbledore and yeah, he is really shady. Um, and the fact of the matter is he's, he is a ma- manipulative person. Um, 
But I think that's what makes his character so interesting. Yeah. Um, now, Johnny Depp as Grindelwald, on the other hand, um, I was also surprised to see how little he actually was in this movie. He was in it a little bit more than, than Jude Law, I feel like. Um, but again, I feel like it was just, just a taste. Yeah. Um, but I, I enjoyed his performance. I I was afraid it was going, I was afraid it was going to be another like case of phoning it in, but I get, I get the feeling that he's like really motivated and even excited to play this role. Right. Um, and uh, can I just say the film framed him so well as the film's villain like he's very subtle and i love that he's like very persuasive and seductive and he knows exactly which buttons to push on each person mm-hmm. and he had a clear goal that the audience could understand right um and he also doesn't feel like voldemort 2.0 like he feels yeah. very reserved and and but it also has the capability of being worthless yeah um so yeah, that that was that was I had to say, I mean the, I mean I get I, I JK sometimes I love her, but she also bugs the shit out of me. The little the whole Nazi third Reich thing was a little too on the nose for me. I mean I get it. Nazis are bad, y'all, I'm kind. But like seriously, like down to the outfits and blah blah blah, because where it doesn't work is Hitler was banging his fist and you know, and like this guy felt more like it almost felt like a preacher, a prosperity gospel guy. Oh, totally. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was kind you of like You know what I mean? A, like, a, his message didn't fit the room. Yeah. Like, they were like, we showed up for a Nazi rally, and he made sense, and there's no crosses burning. Well, well wait for it, everybody. But That, like, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. The, his message, see, I didn't know what Grindelwald was all about, because we see him, like, for a tench at the end of the original, the first one. Not the original, but the first film. So you're like, oh, mm, something, something wicked this way comes, and here we are. And he goes, look, and he, he shows everybody they think we're bad. They, you know, they, you know, we see the mushroom cloud. And of course, we've been playing Fallout for so long. I leaned over to Ian and go, war, war never changes. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, every time I see a mushroom cloud, I just go to the Fallout 4 uh, monologue. But I was just like, his message, I was kind of going, he's not wrong. Yeah. At all, yeah, he's like yeah. A, sort of like you know what? Smooth, it it kind of reminded me. Sorry, oh, Ian, did I? No, no. You? Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Um, it, this might be blasphemy, but it kind Grindelwald kind of reminded me of Killmonger because it's yeah. kind of the same thing. Like Wakanda needs to be out in the open. Wizards need to be out in the open and yeah, ruling exactly. everything. Yeah. Um, and again, I feel like it was a very uh, understandable motive and goal. And like, you're totally right. Like that whole rally scene at the end. First of all, when I heard rally, I was like. You know, just completely. Oh, Nazis! Yeah, yeah. Um, but when he act, when he's clan. actually on the pulpit, yeah, and he's talking about like his beliefs, like I don't hate the non-magic people. I just think they're of a different disposition, and blah blah blah. And I think you're totally right. Like the people there were like super shady and like just like ready to go out to kill some people. He's yeah, the like, redheaded girl. No, she was all, like sick. How? I was like, girl. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And no, and he was like, no, he was just like, you know, I feel like we should be on the open and not high. Obviously, I feel like that was a bit of a front because in the in the, like the next five minutes, he's like ruthlessly and randomly killing people with that blue fire. Yes, yes, um, but everybody was already out of the room when this true. all happened. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I mean, it didn't totally jar me out of the moment. I was just kind of like, come on, guys, you don't have to be so like. And again, are we doing this embracing where we are and kind of history thing? Look, we don't have to evoke Nazis to be scared of things. Like, this could have been done in, a, I think, a little bit more subtle way. That You know, J.K. is very, very talented. I'm enjoying this story that she's telling. It doesn't have to be that on the nose. You know what I mean? It's all I'm 
just a little I get it. People. But I, d- I did love the the uh, like the World War Two like. Oh um, yeah, oh, him yeah. doing all of that, and I thought that was that was really cool to like put it put the story in that sort of context mm-hmm. and him and him being like this is what they can do to us if we don't control them or something like that but like, i felt like, i just like, felt like it was totally great well it was almost like but but i just feel like there was a missed opportunity here i mean, it wasn't didn't suck i'm just i love the outfits everybody looked like they were going to uh, like a clan rally slash marilyn manson concert and were very conflicted <laughs> about it you know i loved it but then they had his, his mountain lairs in austria and i'm like what are you talking about? Oh, yeah. Are we doing, we're going to Austria. Is he going to have some German shepherds? Is his girlfriend like Ava? You know, yeah. The little... the Nuremberg Castle, which yeah. is funny because yeah. that's in the in the books in the canon. Um, that castle is later turned into a prison where Grindelwald um, lives out the rest of his days. That's right. Um, He's put into like the crazy ass prison. He doesn't go to Azkaban. He doesn't go to Azkaban. No. Yeah. The, he gets secluded um, in Nuremberg. Yeah, doesn't can't really remember why, but it was pro- probably a whole thing of like he's he dangerous. We need shit. to isolate him. Yeah. So I'm, um, you know, let's okay. While we're on him, let's talk about Depp and you know where he's at right now. Um, a lot of people boycotting the film. Yeah, I had a hard i I had a hard time going to see the Depp movie. Yeah, that was one of my reservations. Was I didn't want to see it because of him and and J.K. Uh, on the. She kind of bugs you sometimes, doesn't she? She, she kind of bugs me. She kind of bugs me on Twitter. I sometimes, you know. I think she runs her mouth a little bit. Too. I, I think so. Um, she doesn't have to say all the things. She doesn't have to say all the things. And if she really wants to, if she really is like speaking up for what she's doing, then she wouldn't create maybe some kind of problems that the fandom is having. Mm. I mean, I agree. Yeah. You she's know, not a good if, she's, if she's aware yeah. she and she wants to be woke. But the depth thing, the, the the part of just the you know the putting my hands on somebody, I just I don't like that. Two people that we know of. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, and he's fighting very hard to save his public image. We look. It looks like it feels like I don't know if it's true that Disney's shit canning him um, from the Jack Sparrow role. I mean, I don't think they're going to separate them. We're not going to see Jack Sparrow again. I hear it might be a lady. That's what Andre was telling me. But I just feel like. Johnny may he's got nine lives. He may survive this yet. He's in this film. They have more to do with this story. I don't know, but I've, I've I had like a big talk with Andre off the podcast about I don't know. It's not that I don't want know what I believe, and it's not that I don't believe Amber. And we certainly know in front of witnesses that he's put his hands on a location manager. And brother seems to be you know in his cups a lot. I don't know if he has a problem. I don't know him. I just know that he is he has made problems for himself that he needs to like fucking deal with. And everybody around him who works with him has to now fucking deal with it. Mm-hmm. And it annoyed me that the man lives his life in a way that now I have to like think about that when I'm going to take his art in because I just can't mindlessly trip off to the to the movies either you know i mean i have a finite amount of time on the earth so i'm not i'm more i'm just really disappointed and angry at johnny and i'd like for him just to say i have a drinking problem i got fucking anger issues i need to work on it rather than doubling down and running from it and this is that bugs me this is the problem that i have with with jk is that after all this still came has come out She's adamant to have him in that movie mm-hmm. when 
in other movies past, certain actors have been replaced out. Spicy. Oh yeah. Yeah, there was one actor in the in the the, the Harry Potter films that was fired and recast because he was arrested for marijuana possession. You're like, kidding me? See, no, I'm is, not. What is that? The fuck? Yeah, even Are Daniel you- Radcliffe called. They he called them out on it. Because someone asked him in an interview what he thought about the whole Johnny Depp thing, he's like, "I don't know. I'm just saying we we fired and recast someone that was that had marijuana on him. So and I don't see, know what see, that why we're holding me, out on this. That makes me mad just listening to that. That annoys now. me because that really annoys that really me. annoys me because fuck that really pisses me off. I mean, this man has battered his girlfriend, wife, wife, you know, love tap, whatever, blah blah blah. And look again." She made it everybody's business. I believe Amber. Do I think that he should be run out on a rail? I think people can be forgiven for fucking up. I think you have to admit it, though. First step right there. Then we know for a matter of a fact that he he hit, struck a locations manager at work while he was doing his job because the fucking director and AD didn't stand up. And Depp was drunk. But see, yeah. this is what tells me is that this money talks. You know, it, it is if he was old and gross and had been around like Weinstein, maybe when his looks truly do fade, when he's not a box office draw, you know, Mm -hmm. I can't separate it. That character could have been recasted very yeah, He's, there's a lot more That's, talented people out there yes. to play that <laughs> that that role, and who are not this fucking distracting. Even without the beating up on people and being a fucking you know neighborhood drunk, Depp has faded as far as talent. And look, I know y'all love him, but I ain't watched him do nothing but drag for years now. You know what I mean? He's just. Without his affectations, without his makeup, without his crutches to lean on, when was the last time you guys saw Johnny Depp with none of his shit on just show up and do his job and just act? It's been a minute. It's been a long fucking time. So I'm a little tired of watching him be this kind of half-ass person. Again, I didn't I didn't hate this performance, but I'm with you, Andre. He wasn't in the movie that much for it to be that bothersome to me. So maybe they did yeah. consciously marginalize. I don't know. I'm, Which is I'm a disservice wondering. to the rest of us, right? Because that could have been a very rich character. Yeah. It's named after Here's, him. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Which is, I mean, like, the title, again, for me doesn't really fit because right. what are the crimes? I mean, he killed a baby. Or he didn't yeah. kill one of his followers yeah. did. Mm-hmm. Other than that, uh, like yeah, I was sitting here. Going, I don't know. The title is. I'm wondering. <laughs> I'm wondering if uh, a lot of his stuff was uh, left on the cutting room floor mm. after um, maybe the production was seeing some of the reactions and hoping it would blow over by the time the next movie came out. But listen, I I've said this a lot. I'm, I don't know how he's going to be able to sustain this character for three more films. Um, I frankly don't know if JK can stand all the controversy for that long. Yeah. Um, and Ian, like you were saying, it would have been so easy to recast. Um, I don't know if, if it was a contract thing and Deb didn't want to be released from it, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. He's got a lot of power. Um, that could be. Yeah. He's got. That's that's the thing. Like compared to the kid that got fired for having marijuana, that kid didn't have Depp's lawyers, his reputation. So, I mean, I'm with you. Um, 
And again, I I, lo- I liked the performance. Not really how I I imagined Grindelwald to be, but I mean, I'm fine with it. It's I just know, feel like Depp walked in and said, "Okay, I'm going to do my hair this way, and I need a weird eye, and I need to be this, and I need to be that, and I need to," you know, he has to cover himself. Walking around in the world, he has to cover himself. I mean, Mr. Depp, what is wrong with you, dude? Look inside your heart. You wear drag in every day, and I'm not talking about I'm not talking about RuPaul dragways. What I'm talking about is a cover, a costume. You know, when he's just walking around in his life, he's got to have feathers and scarves and eyeliner and stuff. And I get it. That's part of your thing. But I also am like, where is the person? Mm-hmm. What happened? I feel yeah. like Mr. Depp has disappeared up his own ass a long time ago. And so when I watch him and stuff, I just like roll my eye and go, oh, fuck, again? You know, you're doing another, you're just covered in this affectation and costume and makeup jude law doesn't need that yeah Yeah. he didn't need that i mean even there's a little affectation to scaremander and i know eddie rain is eddie redmayne is on the edge of like bugging you because cumberbatch bug bugs you cumberbatch bugs me yeah white ginger people i'm like i've seen a lifetime of it i'm like all right but he i like he's a little bit shy maybe on the autistic spectrum but in that last series that we saw on netflix or whatever cumberbatch was i mean he fit that yeah i loved him in that but like on the other things i see i was like oh god dude settle down right but i I actually (laughs) i enjoy him as this character i think he's cute now the brother was awesome you know a lot of the other stuff I kind of glazed over. I mean, I would watch. I would watch Ezra Miller. Ezra Miller like wash a car. I mean, like I fucking love him, uh, but I feel like he wasn't near enough in this movie that I needed him to be. Like he was in here. Like they dropped him in and went here's some Ezra boink, and I was like, fuck, really? Which is which is funny because this whole movie is based on everyone locating credence right um but this is look i'm i also love ezra miller i love everything he does and i'm excited after this film because i feel like after this film now we can throw away the quiet mumbly credence and we can start getting to like the badass powerful Mm -hmm. credence um Right. And while we're on it, let's just talk about the plot twist. The the new Dumbledore brother. Yes. Um, dun, dun, so, dun. Um, I did what any rational person would do and go to Tumblr and see what everyone thought about this. <laughs> <laughs> no, you didn't. Um, and I'm, I'm going to say this right now. This movie is the last Jedi of the Fantastic Beasts series. Isn't it is it? so incredibly split. There is no one inhabiting the middle. Everyone either really loves the twist and the movie or completely hates the twist and feel like JK is doing more of her retconning and re- revisionist bullshit. Yeah. Um, and I am actually inhabiting the middle because while I Me think, too. while I think this Dumbledore twist could be interesting and it's, it's interesting in that, that Grindelwald, before like he and Dumbledore broke up, the two of them were going to go off and conquer the world and find the Deathly Hallows and everything. But now that Grindelwald has this new Dumbledore, he's definitely going to project old Dumbledore onto Credence. And I feel like this can be like a very, very interesting conflict. I I enjoyed the twist. I enjoyed the twist, but, and then here's the other side of it. Mm -hmm. There is no... There's absolutely no canon to support that there was a long lost Dumbledore brother. Yeah. Um, is there is there any canon that supports that there was a long lost Dumbledore sister? No. 
No. I'm with it was always It was always Dumbledore, his brother Aberforth, and their sister Ariana. Yeah, the brother that helps him in the... Yeah, okay. Yes. Hey, see, because I thought that's where we were going to go. I'm like, okay. Mm. So this is what I felt like when I first saw... When, I, when the twist happened. Like, I was very distracted by the phoenix. And I'm like, oh, the, oh what, what? What's happening? He's going to be... Is he saying Scaremander? Because I was distracted by that there was a phoenix and Scaremander's, you know... His place, his lair, you know, back at his spot in London. And I was like, okay, is he saying he's a scaremander? And I was like, what? But then he pulled out the Dumbledore, and I felt like in either case, it was like J.K. Rowling is like, you know, getting up in the morning, like, you know, to drive one of her Rolls Royces to the grocery store. What am I saying? She's going to go to the grocery store. She's going to go down to the beach and feed gold to refugee children or whatever the fuck the bitch does with her time because she's a millionaire billionaire but like i just felt like she just dug down the bottom of her pocketbook her three thousand dollar pocketbook and went oh here's a plot point i want you all right <laughs> he gonna be a double door dun 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 this is one of those times where i'm like this is this woman's brain has come up with this entire amazing world and these amazing characters and magic and potions and and all of these spells that we know so well and then she goes dumbledore i was like that's some lazy ass shit right there. Well, maybe she's just setting it up to like to, to f- change her mind later, and mm. she gave herself an out because she didn't before. Yeah, by three, like nobody's anybody. No. It's all that. Well, I mean, there's also the the possibility that Grindelwald is just lying. Exactly, yeah. um, that is true. Yeah. And even, but again, but if it's he like does that, I'm still gonna throw. I'm gonna throw my shoe. Come on, that's just lazy yeah. writing. <laughs> That yeah, because then it would feel then it would feel like oh that wasn't well received. Let me take that back, right? You know. So I'm like, here's my thing with like the with the mind of J.K. Rowling. Is this really the only thing she can come up with? Yeah. Like, I feel like that's my question. There are so many different avenues that we could have explored with Credence. Yes. And I mean, I would have been perfectly fine if he was related to Bellatrix. Like that would have been fine right. for me. But this Dumbledore twist at first, I saw it coming like 20 seconds before it actually happened because of the whole Phoenix thing. Yeah. And I was like, mm, are they going to do this? Are they really going to do this? And, and they, they did, did it. it. Yeah. 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 And Again, I don't hate it. I feel like I was watching The Walking Dead when Rick Grimes doesn't die. And then I just walk out the room. Yeah. You came in and made a fart, fart noise with your mouth and went, <laughs> this show. And I was just sitting there going, of course they did this. Of course they did this. Of course. Of course. But I, fe- I feel like it, it, was, it was meant to have people flocking back to the original source material to see if anything, but I, it it just really just felt like J.K. Rowling woke up one morning. She's like, I'm on the last page of the script. I have mm-hmm. no idea how to end this movie. That's oh, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She was looking around her like desk and toilet paper to wipe her, you know, billionaire butt. And she went, Oh, here's a plot point in the bottom of my big ass purse. Okay. But see, here's my question. And I'm not a writer. And again, it's easy to pick on something that's been done. Like, fuck me is what I would say if I was like a fan of this. You guys can say it. Fuck me. Don't, don't say it on social media to me. I'm just going to block your comment. But I'm just saying I get you in the wind of going, fuck you. And these are reasons and blah, blah, blah. But, but from just over here in the cheap seats is not, I'm like not, not a fan. I really enjoy the Potterverse very much. I just think sometimes... This amazing mind, like I said, creates these amazing things and then goes, oh, and then they're all policemen. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, does he have to be related to anybody? Couldn't Credence just be a new breed of something, something, something who we never find out where he's from at all because he's just some magical MacGuffin from, you know. 
They they and, they and, said early on in this in in just this movie that he is the last of his kind, right. the last of his, you know. Right. How is he the last of? Because he's, he's a probably Dumbledore. not a Dumbledore. Because Grindelwald, because Andre called See? it. He's yeah. probably just lying to him because he lies about yeah. everything else. Yeah. Like That's probably I don't hate Muggles, but here's an example of their war that they do and don't hurt them and literally turning people loose to go hurt people. And that, my friends, is also lazy. That's just really lazy for me. It is kind of a cheap. It's just beneath her brain. This bitch has a. I'm sorry. This person, she's not a bitch, has this amazing fucking brain. And then she does stuff like this. And I'm like, I'm high. I mean, I mean, he is. Credence is literally like the Ray from Star Wars. Is that. It's exactly what you're saying. Like I, I personally, as a Star Wars fan, don't, don't I don't feel like Ray needs to be related to someone to be a legitimate exactly. character. Exactly. And I feel like yeah, Han Solo's yeah. niece, or you know, she's, yeah, you know, I don't Boba or, Fett or someone unless, else. Unless she's a fit. If she's a fit, I'm fucking down. If she's a fit, that's cool. If she's a fit. <laughs> Hell yeah, because the Fets don't get no love. They're not even going to make a Boba Fett movie. Fuck all y'all. We need a Fett movie, man, because we know most of those people are Maoris. Whole fucking Star Wars film with just a bunch of Maori Fets running around. Fuck yeah. So if Ray's a Fett, that's the only twist I'm down with. Do not tell me. Just don't tell me. (laughs) Just don't tell me. Okay. But it, it it is a little different here because, I mean, Grindelwald has... Had, his main purpose for Credence is that Credence can kill Dumbledore. Yeah. Um, because they made this bl- blood pact that they couldn't hurt each other, mm-hmm. um, which I'll kind of get into later because it's it really was kind of like, okay. Uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> but again, you know, and I was scared that this film would rely heavily on Harry Potter references. And it it didn't rely on it. It definitely like it was very much like nudge nudge. Oh, Professor McGonagall, blah 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 blah. Um, which I mean, speaking of canon diversions, uh, McGonagall it shouldn't even be alive in this timeline yet. Um, she's born in 1935, and this film takes place in 1927. So I don't know. I don't know if it's meant to be her mom or uh, I don't Could know be about mom. that. Could be your mom's. Yeah, uh, I didn't even I didn't even know I did, that, that stuff. Didn't even register. Holy shit! Yeah, we didn't know that. Yeah. Um, Oopsie. And you know, I will say though that um, I'm glad that the film touched on um, this whole again this whole controversy where people were saying, "Well, Dumbledore was never he never taught defense against the dark arts. He was always a transfiguration professor." Well, in the movie, they put the cuffs on him, right? And they say, "You're you're done teaching this job." I was like, "Oh, okay, that's that's all the explanation I need." So it, it does answer that question. Um, but I, I will I will <laughs> I will go on record and say that I feel like these movies still have a habit of not really knowing how some of the magic works, which is funny because JK is literally the one writing these screenplays. Exactly. There's a lot of movieisms that it's stuff that happens that would not really work. And listen, I'm, I don't shit on the movie for that because I can still separate in a way the Harry Potter lore versus because, I mean, books and movies, completely different medium. I feel like it's for that very reason that JK is kind of struggling with this whole new screenplay format. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like she's still trying to find her, her way around that. Yeah. Um, but again, it's either really spe- it's it's weird what it wants to focus on because it's either really sp- 
specific rules like you can't disapparate onto ministry and magic premises but then you break the rule like two scenes later of not being able to apparate into hogwarts so it's like jk like are you why are we breaking these rules that are so easily avoidable to break um I don't really know, and that's and that's just me as as a as a Potter fan. I, I it doesn't really bother me, but it's more just like why are these happen? Why are these things happening? It could be uh, very easily avoidable. Well, I, I mean, I have a question because you just you brought in the the lore, sure, um, and I don't know, you know, again, I don't know the the, the backstory. That's why it's it's kind of fun watching the backstory of this. But mm-hmm. how does because I, the only way I have a context is comparing it to the Harry Potter um, movies. Mm-hmm. Why does it feel to me that, like, when Harry Potter comes around, it's like, well, Dumbledore talks to him. He's like, you, I and mean, everyone talks to Harry Potter like he is like the second coming of Christ. And then what? Mm-hmm. on all these other things, like you know, um, like Grindelwald is like this really strong magician. Is that what it is? Like generationally, there's one very powerful magician that, or or wizard. wizard. Um, it's not because not how, how really. Does, how does, uh, well, credence play into going forward. I mean, does obviously well, okay. he doesn't kill. Uh, what's his name? Grindelwald. Uh, no, uh, Dumbledore. Dumbledore. Um. Well, here here's the thing. The reason that Harry Potter is is treated as, as as like you said the second coming of Christ is literally because there was a prophecy about him that he was the one that was going to destroy Voldemort. And it's funny because when you really look back on on that story, Harry's life would have been so much easier if the adults around him didn't withhold information about him. Exactly. May, mainly Dumbledore. Like that's the thing. Like Dumbledore right. withheld so much information and i'm glad that we're getting into that in this film that he's not this jesus character like this godlike omnipotent character that can fix any problem like, like we're getting into the flaws of the character yeah don't don't be near kids Dumbledore. he shouldn't be near kids it's not it's not coming yeah yeah i mean i i did love the the scene of him of of him teaching um but yeah. he he when it comes to like very powerful people like Credence and and Harry he has he again he has that weird sort of complex that Grindelwald still shares with him is that he wants to be able to control that power and use it for his own purposes. Um, I, I have the a theory reason. Though. Can I can I throw my theory in real quick? Yeah yeah sure. Just, I just want to just very quick. Guys just wait for it. Brace for it. Credence is Snape's daddy. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just with you guys. I was waiting for a Snape tie-in, and it'll probably happen. Yeah, and, and you know what? If I'm right, I get a steak dinner out of this. I'm just saying. I'm not going to be surprised. <laughs> you know, she's over here, like, spinning plates and doing stuff and blah, blah, blah. And then it's going to be, Credence is Snape's daddy. <laughs> He's not a Dumbledore <laughs> at all. He's this other fool over here. Okay. Sorry. Just had to get that out. I had to let that out like a fart. <laughs> so, there we go. <laughs> um. But yeah, you're right. He does. Credence ultimately does not kill Dumbledore, uh, which makes me nervous because I don't know what that means for Credence. Um, or I guess I should be getting used to calling him Aurelius. I don't know. Well, maybe he um, becomes part of Dumbledore. Maybe Dumbledore absorbs him like a latent twin absorption, only it's just later in life. It's not in the womb. <laughs> just like. <laughs> 
fucks him up. Okay. <laughs> What's funny about this and not so funny is that Andre's ready to murder me. He's been working. He showed me like he texted me a picture of all his notes. He's been typing over here like he's fucking at MIT. He's got like his <laughs> thesis and a first and second and third act and arguments and a bibliography and shit. And I'm over here well, going, I think he absorbed him like a twin later in life. <laughs> Well, listen, now that I have the time, because I'm on break right now, I had the time to, to, if, if I had it my way, I would write out notes for every episode. Um, No, I love it. I love it. That's my favorite thing about you. I just, it's adorable. Actually, it's, it's one of the reasons why I'm a fan of yours. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I did that answer your question, Ian. (laughs) I, I just, I have, I have tons of questions, you know, I mean, do you have tons of questions? Well, like, yeah, like what I happens, am your guy. You know what happens? Like, I'm wondering what happens to Credence now. I mean, I've never heard his name ever mentioned in any of the other eight series, yeah. uh, eight movies. Yeah. There wasn't like a oh, and then Credence the Wizard. That was like, remember those days? It wasn't even a talking picture. Yeah, there was. I mean, yeah, the only no thing, the only thing this. that's referenced from this story is that Dumbledore and Grindelwald have a huge duel. To end all duels, um, which I think is what the fifth film is is ultimately going to end with. That means Um, they have sex. No, (laughs) their swords cross, their wands cross. Well, I don't know if you noticed, but Grindelwald in this movie had the Elder Wand. Yes, I did notice that. Yeah, so ultimately Dumbledore will win that from him, and I, I I think that's what these this series is building up to. I have a question. Yes. What? the fuck happened between these two let's talk about it (laughs) what happened between them so um this is complicated am i throwing you off your big long track i know you had like no oh no 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 No, okay okay um you got skill this is complicated because it's because jk rowling in herself has been really uh obscure with the details all anything canon we know about their relationship is that Dumbledore was very uh, infatuated with Grindelwald. Um, and take of that what you will. They were dead. For me, with the context of you know Grindelwald and the power hungry person that he is, the relationship between them was a very toxic and manipulative one. Um, and I felt like there was definitely real love there. I'm not sure about Grindelwald. Um, it, it feels very much like he needed to do whatever he needed to do to get Dumbledore on his side because he felt like he couldn't do what he wanted to do alone. Um, which is interesting again, because now he has this new Dumbledore brother. Um, but then, yeah, so they have, they have this quasi relationship, I guess. And then they have a duel that ultimately gets, um, Dumbledore's sister killed. It's not really clear who killed her. It was kind of like. You know, there was so much happening. It could have been anyone. Probably um, friendly fire. Probably Dumbledore <laughs> Hence himself. his guilt, yeah. Probably. That's why he it, mentions the sister? That, yes. Mm. Yes. I think um, so. I think so. Yeah, and because, you know, Dumbledore doesn't know if it was him, he feels, he feels this incredible guilt. Which leans into the question, why exactly Dumbledore uh, can't move against Grindelwald? And again, this whole blood pact thing... Um, it felt it felt like a cop out, and here's why: um, because in in this world, there's also this thing that you can do, 
um, called the Unbreakable Vow, which they mention in this film. Yeah. Um, and if and if you break the Unbreakable Vow, you die. Um, right. So if they if they cast an Unbreakable Vow never to fight each other, obviously they couldn't have this big duel at the end mm. uh, of this series. But now that it's a blood pact, it's we don't know what happens if you break that. But again, at the end of the film, Dumbledore's like, I can probably get rid of this or destroy this or whatever. Because I'm a shady um, bitch. Because he's shady. He knows the loopholes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Probably because um, I fought. So I just, I want to break in and interject one thing though. Because I was looking at this level of hate that Grinwall has got for Dumbledore. Like he wants to like, not just rule the world, but because I never, I don't fall for rule the world plots. I always find that there's something, um, I'm a huge fan of villains. I study mm-hmm. them, and when I write them myself, I give them a real power center. And anyone worth a shit does that, right? And, and I think Rowling does that very well, too. She did it with Snape, one of those beautiful kind of wrapping this tender heart and these thorns and metal. And so I know with Grindelwald, he's like, rule the world, we're going to be in charge, and blah, blah, blah. I, all of that, I think, is a, is a device for he got his heart broken, you don't mm-hmm. hate a bitch that much unless you really loved a bitch that much. I can see that. They're not just homies. They're not just, he says, more than friends. There is no fucking way that Warner Brothers is going to let two dudes in a Harry Potter franchise lock lips. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's no way we're going to leave it ambiguous because there's just no fucking way they're going to let them just be. I mean, I'm surprised we saw them holding hands. Uh-huh. Like, I was like, oh. Mm -hmm. So all the people in denial about sexuality and all the people who think that they're, you know, heterosexual uh, can sit there and go, not just friends. Um, But, and I have also another theory why you don't see those two in the same scene. I just, I'm going to believe that Jude Law is like, do I need to be in the same room with a bitch? Do I need to be in the same film, same soundstage with Johnny? I don't know. I felt like that felt, that separation was very bizarre to me. I mean, it's gonna it's gonna have to happen eventually. But I mean, like you see them, you you see them hugging on the red carpet and everything. I don't, I feel, I don't feel like there's animosity there. Well, maybe there isn't. I haven't. haven't, I don't know all the behind. Okay, then then I'm just imagining that. So, going back to your theory and continue. I said I wasn't going to say anything, and I just can't stop interrupting Andre. Go ahead. Um. But no, I mean, like, I, I love the, the mirror scene where he's he's watching them do the blood pact and everything. Yeah. Um, you totally know, the whole thing. queer feeling there. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, we were closer than brothers. <laughs> mm-hmm. I just imagine, imagine um, like, that old grandma from SNL would be like, were they friends? Were they co-workers? <laughs> or like the friends scene in Bohemian Rhapsody. It's good to have friends. He brings yeah. over this totally, like, they're both, like, Dressed up like almost two off-duty leather queens. It's good to have friends, <laughs> right? Okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, but that's 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 my thoughts on that. I'm interested to see how they're gonna deal with that in future films. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I mean, they're gonna have to be in the same scene at some point. I don't. I mean, um, if you're saying that they're chummy and real, I mean, I think I get the impression that everybody's cool with Depp on this production. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. They Watch had, out for those. No bows. one's really said anything, so are they going to? Interesting. No. Okay, I know you have other thoughts. Do you have other thoughts on this right now? Because I wanted to switch gears to something else. If that's cool. No. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's cool. Nagini. Okay. Yeah. So everybody lost their mind 
She's supposed to be, um, is she a boa constrictor? What is what is her reptilian, reptilii? Um, um, what kind of snake is Nagini? I she know it's set at one point. She reads as a python. She reads to me as a python because she's she's shaped and has the head of a python. I can look it up for you real quick. Right, so you can look that up. So so we're introduced to her, you know, originally in, in the Harry Potter films, she's uh, Voldemort's, you know, snake. And then we learn that she's under a blood curse as a real person. And she was found in the jungles of Indonesia. Maledictus. Maledictus, yes, a blood curse, right? So everybody lost their mind. Like, here is our Asian representation. Also, the other Asian representation was a person whom I want to say that actor was Chinese. Uh, I felt like he was Chinese. I'm, I could be wrong. So we have the Nagini, the Nagini actress. No, no, no. Well, I don't know what her uh, what is, what is her ethnicity. I think I think she's Korean. She's Korean. Okay, so she's Korean, but she's supposed to be from Indonesia. And of uh, the brother who was over there, they with, got burnt up. He got burnt got up. Called out early in the movie. He, yeah. I think, is Chinese. I want to say his face looks Chinese to me. So I'm like, this was a tone deaf. I mean, Nagini was the thing that got everybody's attention. Everybody's like coming after the production for. Why Nagini Badagi be Asian, though? And I was reaching out to my friend who's also Korean. I think that's why she said it. She goes, at least we working. She's a comedian. She's an actress. And she's like, at least we working. I feel like she's going to get another film out of this. And I said, you reckon? She goes, yeah, I feel like the word on the street is she's not just in this one. She's in the next one. So we out here in these streets working in a major uh, motion picture. And she said, sometimes you got to take. What you can get, although, by the way, fucking bummer. I didn't even know there's going to be a Chinese bro in here who's from the dark side. I think so. he. I think what it made it look like was he was like a uh, like a um, a good guy undercover. undercover. Yeah, I because like he was called. Remember in the in the hotel yeah. room? I'm not hotel, but in that. If you have, if I told you to go and kill Dumbledore, would yeah. you do it? And he like because he so yeah maybe he was with the Ministry of Magic or working for somebody. Yeah. Okay, so that makes him maybe a good guy. Okay, okay. I thought I thought he was just, um, or just not. Yeah, committed. I I know who you're talking about. the 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 way I read it was is that he was a follower that was on the fence about everything, and that's why he didn't survive the okay, fire. That's even worse. That's the that sucks yeah. too. That's that's shitty. So I'm just saying, y'all, <laughs> y'all, fair weather fan. If you're going to cast. <laughs> Asian folks, I mean, they and y'all, y'all barely catch black people in the Potterverse. We get that. You tack them on. We had the Asian sort of love interest of, of um, oh come on, the main guy, Radcliffe, Harry. Oh, that's right. Yeah, but we we she felt tacked yeah. on. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just like, okay, y'all now have a chance to get this right. So Nagini doesn't. Again, look at the spoiler tag. Nagini doesn't transform into the snake, but a couple of times, and she hasn't permanently become the snake, right? So we have a chance now, they haven't made the next film, to explain how she's imprisoned by Voldemort because it doesn't look good. Like, I was like, okay, Nagini's a thing. Y'all didn't do much with her. I love that she was saddled up to Credence, that he became her protector. I was loving these two as a pair. And then at the end, she was on. She was there at, uh, at Hogwarts. Yeah, she chose rest. a side, and yeah. Credence went with you know the Nazis, and she's like, I'm going to Hogwarts, y'all, and I'm going to die on the very bridge I'm standing here at. That's where they're going to cut my head off. 
the long bottom kid is going to fucking murderize me about yeah. 500 yards from where we stand in. I'm like, literally, shit, yo. I'm going to die on the bridge. Um, <laughs> rub it in her nose. I'm just like, but like, y'all, come on. Then you got the brother who's like, if he was like undercover and died in the name of, they did not make that clear. But what, uh, what yeah, I have, I have no idea what he was. Um, speaking of, of this guy you're talking about, his name is, I looked him up. His name is uh, David Sakurai. Okay. He was uh, born in Denmark, but his father is Japanese and his mother is Japanese. Danish. Japanese, and I'm so sorry. Japanese, and I'm calling yeah. you Chinese, and I'm that asshole. You yeah. Know, and, sorry. And the, the snake, uh, not, no real canon description, but people um, seem to think that she's just, yeah, Nagini is just like a python or something. She's a python. Um, here's my thing with Nagini. Mm. Um totally understand the controversy and this film did not help with that at all because her main first of all she barely had any lines right which pissed me off Mm -hmm. um and second of all um uh, she didn't really do anything no it was she was very much just like a security blanket for credence um and listen this is this is also my big this goes to my like big cerebral problem with the film is that i can't really tell what's just like bad underdeveloped writing and what's set up so Mm. i don't know if if nagini's characterization is just to give us a taste to what she's going to do in the next film or it's literally just lazy underdeveloped writing because there are a lot of characters in this film and a lot of them fall by the wayside and are just underdeveloped and we have no idea who we are like this guy you're talking about his his character name is crawl we have no idea what his deal is about like the hit like grindelwald's right hand woman whose name is like rosier or something and she has ties to the harry potter canon because that's like a death eater name no no development with her whatsoever barely so, talked. so we're just it, like this is what it felt like to me though it felt like yeah. oh we need asians in the movie we're gonna cast this person and he's gonna die it's like don't do that don't 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 don't, don't do that don't do it. it it's worse don't do it if there's no purpose for the character to be there, don't do it. I mean, I've told this. I've been told this since I've been writing for 25 years. I've been told this. Don't just. If you need a device, have a phone ring. Have them go outside. Look at the sun. Have a talking cow. But don't set up a character just to be a red shirt. Now, you guys are very young, but in Star Trek, anytime they needed to go down to an alien planet and see that there's the planet was hostile or not. Kirk and Spock and Bones and everybody was at the back of the teleporter, the transporter unit when they dropped on the planet. I forget what they're called, the, the little shuttle thing. Red shirt was always first out the door, got zapped by a uh, alien or loved up. But most of that was Shatner's job is to get like sexed up by the aliens. Red shirts always died. So we've been doing red shirts since the 70s, right? Because I watched this shit on TV when I was a kid. There's no need to do red shirt. It's just lazy. It's just lazy. You so know, the yeah. fire looks like this. The fire does this to, you know, so don't do that. Yeah. Just saying. Sure. Well, I mean, now that we're on the topic of uh, people dying that felt like it was absolutely unnecessary. Mm. Can we talk about how Lita died? What was that about? Yeah, that was, yeah. I That that pissed me off because I was like, please don't do this. I was like in the theater. I remember I was like, please don't kill her. Mm. Please don't do it. And mm-hmm. they did it. And then here's the problem with this is that, again, she was also victim to the, the cast of people that were completely underdeveloped. underdeveloped. Mm-hmm. We we don't know anything. about. All we know is that she is part of this family that is meant to be completely insane. 
Um, she's right. there to give us some exposition about how she got annoyed at her baby brother and decided to swap him out for a couple of minutes and then they died in the water. And I'm just like, what is her arc? What is her purpose? Because they gave her some setup in the first film and they were like, oh, who's this? Oh, that's Lita Lestrange. We were like tight back in the day. Oh, now she's marrying my brother. Which yeah. again, again, his brother. I, why? Like, why, why, why was he the there? Film? Why are Newton Theseus, Theseus at odds? What happened with yeah. them? Yeah. And then when she like, dies, I mean, she's looking at, at, um, she's looking at Newt. At Newt. Shane looks like, at- I love you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. L plus N. So did, so did she just, did she just die so that Newton Theseus can become closer? Like, I'm just like, it was why? All, there's a lot of she was so great like, like this movie zoe kravitz what did was, i watch no i'm not liking it no now i angry. fucking hate this movie i'm so mad <laughs> god damn it okay um yeah wow now that you're making me think about it it was as a popcorn movie and the popcorn by the way was lame see that it was just broke ass and then i was trying to put butter on that <laughs> yeah, thing and it's yeah, like coming yeah. out no 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 because I'm like, this is Andre's thing. He's a Potterhead. He's totally into it. I'm like, we don't ever go to the movie theater, but we love him. So we're going to go see this movie because we have a love for him. And he does stuff with us on the podcast that I'm sure is not his cup of tea. So I'm like, we're going to go do it. And I went there and just checked off. I didn't read anything. I went and I'm like, I have some popcorn and sit in this ghetto-ass theater for my love for my friend because he does a podcast with us. And I enjoyed it, but now that we're sitting here on the said podcast, I'm kind of going, the actual fuck. (laughs) You really didn't want to see this film. (laughs) We really didn't. Can I just be, full disclosure, can we just say something? Yeah. We've been playing Fallout 4 for four days. (laughs) And short of showering and eating food that I ate when I was 14 years old, we haven't left the couch. We have two screens side by side, two PS4s side by side. And we've just been running through the universe. I'm at level 16. He's a 17. I'm trying to get to 20. I'm, we're addicted. And we had to be jarred out of our skins on Friday night because my cousins came back from the Bahamas and they just got fucked in New York. Like weather dropped. They could not fly back into San Diego. They got stuck at LAX. And I knew if you have that many people fucked up from weather, enterprises, a rental car becomes a thing. Like you're already, they spent, their children spent the night in the airport. Okay? On the floor. On the floor. I mean, it and was so on Instagram. They were already pissed about that. And they don't travel a lot. And even if I, I traveled a lot, even if I had kids, like you haven't seen your kids sleep on the floor and it wasn't necessary. Anyway, so we had to bolt ourselves out of the house on Friday night to go and save them. We rode in like the Calvary. We saved them. I got the rental car for them, got them on their Mary. I mean, you know, they just wanted to get fucking home. They're like us, they're homebodies. Other than that, this was the moment where we were going to go at 10 that we needed to go do something and, and, and do a thing for a friend. And then um, we then we kept moving the time of the movie after that. Like, well, maybe it's noon. Maybe it's 1. We decided at 3 today. So I'm like, well, we're going to do the podcast at 6. we got to see it. And then we're sitting there <laughs> like 20 fucking minutes of like movies I will never watch. I'm going, a, I want to see Bumblebee. Oh, well, I know. That's your jam. Uh, yeah. I just, you know, the rest of them, I'm like, kids with fucking diseases who didn't Nicholas Sparks already make this fucking movie? Anyway, so I'm sitting here just going, la, 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 I want to get home. And I'm like, I'm like, I was just sitting here thinking, I must really, really love Andre. Because 
<laughs> we in this theater right now, and we could be playing Fallout, and I could be like <laughs> modding my guns right now and eating mute fruit and killing fucking ghouls and shit. But okay, now we're sitting here breaking it down, and I'm like, this motherfucking movie, man, <laughs> this motherfucking movie was bullshit. <laughs> I well, liked I mean, it. I liked it on the very top level. I was entertained. I would have rather. Yeah, I would have rather yeah. seen it on Amazon, that a, a service or Netflix that we already pay for. Um, but it was fun going to the theater to the to the broke ass theater to it's see for it. you, bro. It's for um, you. <laughs> and but as as we as we dive into it, and I'm getting a little bit more, you know, uh, backstory because we got the dictionary right here. Yeah, um, I'm like, uh <laughs> right, you know? I'm rolling my neck over here. I mean, like, I mean, like, listen, I'm, I'm the biggest proponent of, you know, you can still enjoy something and be critical of it. And I, at the end of mm. the day, I did enjoy this movie as a Harry Potter fan. However, <laughs> I right. can't, I can't ignore like the glaring, I feel like mistakes in this film. And Lita dying is my biggest gripe with this film. Mm. I thought it was unnecessary. It f- very much felt like just fridging that character for the the sake of Newton Theseus becoming closer. Like it, for me, first of all, it was tone deaf and um, women is furniture. Number one, Pat, Pat, Pat and I was, Pete. I was so, so looking forward to seeing Zoe Kravitz in these future films. And now she's not. Yeah. And so now I'm just like, well, all right. We're yeah. there. I, I love guess. Zoe Kravitz too. By the way, I love her. Yeah. Also, I think, what, oh my god, she's so talented, and like her accent was spot on. And I, I'm like, you had a Zoe Kravitz, and you blew it up. What the fuck, man? Yeah, exactly. Can I also just say it was? I didn't. First of all, I did not expect to see her in the second scene of the film. Um, mm-hmm. I felt like the correct time to bring back uh, Newton Lita was after the flashback to Hogwarts. Right. And when, you know, T- Newton Tina are hiding behind that bookcase in the Ministry of Magic and she turns them around, they're like, oh, hi. Yeah, that would have been a good place. But in the second scene of the film, and they, and like David Yates, for some god awful reason, decided to like do like centered profiles of them talking and it's going back and forth okay. and it looks yes. real weird. Let me just talk about, okay, so I thought something was happening. I thought, Okay, because you know how, like, uh, Dan Fogler's character, what's his name? Uh, Jacob. His, Jacob. So I thought Jacob was, I thought everybody was under, like, some sort of, like, love spell. Because I'm like, why are you looking directly at the camera at me? Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. I'm like, a, I mean, we watch shit, like, with Sam Ismail, motherfucker is doing, like, a, a, an aspect ratio for a reason like he squeezes in the screen in this scene on homecoming and you're like oh that means that like i'm looking yeah. for meaning and shit i'm pulling out like i'm pulling out pepe silva like you know red you know thread boards going okay so i gotta be looking in their eyes because this means yeah. something and then they throw it in later when they go to the ministry and that that, that old bitch is just looking in your eyes like the one with the familiar cat thing uh, yeah she's looking yeah. at you straight in the fucking camera and i'm like this is for a reason right oh no literally was just a choice they made. And I'm like, well, that's fucking confusing and or lazy. I just thought it was because she had evil cats at her disposal. No, but I'm just saying. <clears throat> I thought she was like. A, Not just her, but I'm just saying the, 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 the device of looking in the camera direct, directly at the audience. Yeah. Usually accompanies narrative or you're trying to tell me something. Yeah. 
Were you import? Were you trying to like? Are you blinking some sort of SOS shit at me? <laughs> now I got to go back and watch the movie. <laughs> What are you trying to get me out of this motherfucking movie? They're going to kill me in 25 fucking minutes? Duck. Why are you looking directly at the motherfucking camera if there is no scenic, tonal, thematic device? You're just jerking and, off in the sink, man. Well, you know what made it worse is that we just came off the backs of this really exhilarating opening scene. Right. And now we have this really weird... I mean, like, that was beautifully direct. The rain was... It did not help the craziness. Like, oh I, my was, God. I was like, where that are hurt, we? That opening episode had me, like, I was like, oh, shit, this is... I'm glad I went to the movie theater to see this. I mean, I yeah. came here for love, but I'm here for entertainment right now. <laughs> this is fucking amazing. And when dude turned into dude, I'm like they're gonna do that again no i just have that one time <laughs> just that one time all right yeah that was i, that, they I shot mean the shit out of the opening scene for like four months and the rest of the film they just did in like three weeks it was like fuck all right i, I, I yeah money. yeah but i don't know that was i and i never usually notice things like that but i remember being like this is really awkward why are they doing this weird shot reverse shot completely center profile looking into the camera what is happening right and it ultimately ended up being nothing it was just it was just a choice it's It's like like they didn't know any other way to shoot dialogue you'll hear that later um anyway i know i feel i I know it kind of feels like we're shitting on the movie that's only because i got all of my good things out of the way (laughs) the first like 10 minutes No, I'll, uh, when it when it comes out on streaming, I'll watch it again. I'll watch it again. I'll I'll back to back the first and the second one. Yeah, we need to, to do that just to get context. And this is what I did with Lord of the Rings. Okay, so uh, small confession: I went to see Lord of the Rings. I read the Tolkien books. I can never get those hours of my life back. If you want to just be bored out of your fucking mind, people are like it's an amazing series of books. Yeah, bitch, all you're doing is watching a bunch of like hobbits on the road, eating a bunch of like elven cakes and sleeping it's like the worst road movie ever only it's not a movie you're just reading someone's travelogue what the fuck so then i go and see the films and i and i i tried the the person i was married to at the time spoiler alert ian's my second husband lovely man loved the lord of the Rings stuff loved the books should have told me something and I would go to sleep in the Lord of the Rings films. That's what I use them now for, to go to sleep. I would just nod off. because how are you asleep? I'm like, these, the, I mean, they're not as boring as the books, but there was a couple of times in this where I was kind of like, who wrote this? And I didn't know it was J.K. Rowling until the end. Well, that's um, what you said at the, at, the, at the end of it. It's like, oh, I dozed I, off a little bit. And I was just like, why do we need all that stuff? So much wasted time. There was 45 I, minutes of this movie. 40, 45 minutes that could have been dedicated to just ass-hauling action, um, narrative, expository, relationship yeah, building. Yeah. Because we know this film is a building block. Yeah. So when, so what I'm going back to the Lord of the Rings for is like, so I watched these and I was falling asleep in them. All three, four, how many there were. I knew my marriage was doomed because I was snoring in the first one. And D.C., when I lived in D.C., and, and the husband at the time looked over and was like, we are ill-matched. I'm like, we probably are. <laughs> uh, so when I, when I watched them all together, I was like, oh, because this bitch is going to go. This one just stopped right here and went there. Stopped right here and went there. I know I'm watching a building block film. I know the smart thing is, is to wait 
five years and just see all three, four of them. Just boxcar. And then be like, oh, because when I sat down and watched Lord of the Rings much later, I mean, like my first husband has like three, four kids now. Um, but time passed and you're like, oh, I understand this now. No wonder he just. That's what I did with the Harry Potter ones because I couldn't see. I, I didn't watch them when yeah. they came out. I boxcarred them. And you're like, when oh. they're on, on demand. And you have a different perspective. Yeah. Well, so here, yeah. yeah. I'm watching so, something that's incomplete. I know that I'm watching something that's going to be like, oh. But I hope well, but at, at the same time, I feel like even though it is part. Uh, here's my thing the Harry Potter films, if, watching them individually. Not, I'm not going to say not once because I feel like the last two, that was completely the whole point. But they felt like their very own complete thing. And they worked by themselves. And I also feel like the first Fantastic Beasts did its own thing and it worked by itself and it also set up the next film. It really did. I, feel like I think the, the first p- one was superior to this one. I think the problem with this film is... For one, it feels like there's like two movies crammed into one mm. because I I think it was a mistake having a Grindelwald showdown with our good guys this early in mm. the series. This felt very much that felt very much like a halfway point for the series. Halfway point being, oh, the good guys go up against Grindelwald, they fail, and the finale being Dumbledore goes up against Grindelwald and he wins. That makes sense to me. I don't know what's going to happen in this film now because that's what I was expecting to happen. But with this film, it, for me, and I might have to see it again, but I'm not sure if it stands as its own thing. It and doesn't, I, feel like, I could just tell you from the cheap seats, it doesn't stand as its own thing. It just doesn't for me because I am not a huge like devotee. I didn't hate it. I was entertained. I got a little dozy somewhere around about an I would say about <laughs> 40 minutes in. I was like, okay. Like the investigation when they land, like in, you know, Where's my napkin? magical my Paris. Napkin. I was just like, oh, I'm just going to eat some of this shitty popcorn just to keep myself chewing and awake. <laughs> um, but then, like, we got, and then, like, we're in the tomb and we're reliving, like, the drowning of Credence. And I'm like, this is going to go somewhere. It's not going anywhere. Fine. Well, yeah, that's that's the also weird thing is that you know what I noticed is that it oh I can't believe I'm saying this, but I feel like this film kind of fell into the Walking Dead hole. Yeah, and in that it that things were happening, but it didn't feel like the story was progressing. Mm-hmm. And what made it worse is that everything was happen that was happening all felt like the same amount of time. Every event felt like it was four minutes. Four minutes, four minutes of this, four yeah. minutes of that, yeah. two seconds of this, and then back to the four minute structure. Yeah. And it and it felt like everything was coming at you and you had no time to absorb it because it was already moving on to the next thing. Mm. Like there there wasn't like an action set piece apart from the beginning and the end, really. There's a whole podcast and, I can do about this whole thing you're talking about. And it 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 threw me off. I, I it didn't drag for me because I remember like by the time it got to the end of the film, I was like, oh, we're already at at the end. Oh, okay, okay. Oh yeah, okay. Sorry. Um, but I feel like it, I think it's because for one, J.K. is still figuring out this whole screenplay thing. Um, yeah, obviously. And it, I'm wondering how she's thinking about 
writing these films. I don't know if she's thinking about it as the overall scope. I feel like she is because, again, it is a lot of setup. But also, she it, it seems like she's still thinking in the vein of that this is going to be a three-movie story. Because, like I said, this felt very much like a halfway point climax. But she she has three other movies to fill in with events and I don't know how she's going to do that without losing our interest and and you know introducing all of these new different characters that we really don't give a shit about. What's so, going like, to be scary for her though is having all the success and then blowing it in the drive-through. I mean, like we know yeah. that we know what happened. I can't imagine with, the pressure. I mean, we know what happened with um, what was the Broadway play called? What was that called? I bought. I ordered the. Um, the uh, you know the Broadway Harry, Harry Potter London oh, theatrical like, oh Chris Child yeah Chris Child yeah I read that and was like what happened um maybe Same. it got better maybe it was awesome I don't know but I was like did I take drugs this is what happened like I feel like somebody got full of steam and just ran down the road and they're telling you you can do anything and they tell billionaires that all the time you can do anything you want you really can't honestly. For those of us who just struggling to like make a ham sandwich, you just really can't just do anything you want. You can't be president. You can't you can't do anything you want. And fortunately she'll never feel that. It's like no one's ever gonna hold E. L. James' feet over the fire and go, You're a fucking terrible writer. Although you should stop doing AMAs, bitch, because they're just gonna <laughs> come for you. Anyway, I'm talking about E. L. James, not JK Rowling. I'm just saying, like, you can't do it all. Like I don't know well, if I would I don't think I would have volunteered to be the screenwriter on these things or or I would have yeah. co-written and maybe she has that and they're just not naming them. Well, to be fair, she she feel like really off to me. Yeah, well, to be fair, she she didn't actually write Curse Child, uh, but she did approve it. Right. Uh, so she might as well have. Um, and that yeah, I I agree with you. That's my question: Is she going to finally uh, face the music and realize? screenplay writing is not her strong suit and maybe bring in her old friend steve clovis who wrote the scripts for the harry potter movies and help her out like yeah well you know what, Jill, I, I gotta what, tell you I'm, I'm writing a book right now and I'm, I'm i had to carve out the first section of my book because i have screenwriting habits and i'm trying to go to the novel going oh no one needs to know all this uh backstory i thought that i thought that writing a novel was throwing in a bunch of backstory you know on characters not like the whole plot i'm just saying i'm, I'm like nobody needs yeah. to know that no one needs to know that man what were you yeah. gonna say you no no that. no uh what what andre was saying is like it feels like you that they had thrown a lot more into this um this this uh movie they're trying to fill up time i'm wondering if you know they're trying to throw in as much as they can into this with Depp because they're dealing with the casting issue. I feel like this film was forward. fully inflamed and going when Me Too happened. And they have to they have to sort of regroup for the next one because well, maybe the next problem. one they jump time. There's maybe. so many problems. Like we've just we pointed out all of them. I mean I don't know like yeah we'll nearly say, all of yeah. them. <laughs> I mean, but again, you know, I'm J.K. Rowling. I can. I'm gonna go home and like take a bath in lamb's what blood. But whatever. I mean, listen. <laughs> what you what you what I, you just said? Children's blood. Um, no, no, <laughs> we don't mean any of that. We're just no, not at all, not at all. No, she's awesome. I don't think she bathes in lambs or children's blood. Guys, don't at me. Just <laughs> cut that but shit I'm, out. 
I mean, what, what you just you said about butthurt these days about the the whole Me Too thing, like that that was one thing. Listen, I'm I'm liking that we're getting to the more adult side of the wizarding world, where every single piece of magic that is being performed isn't explained. Um, I I actually love that. A lot of Harry Potter fans don't like that because they feel like they need to know every single thing and how it works. Like there were tons of new spells and new magic. I don't need to know the mechanics of all of it because these are adult wizards. They've been doing it for a long time. Oh, hang out. JK will probably explain it to you. I mean, uh, will she? Uh, (laughs) um, Well, not in the film, not in the film, but she will, you know, she's going to put out a book or some shit, you know. Sure, sure. But I mean, like that whole storyline with, Corvus Lestrange imperiousing uh, women to have babies with him like yeah yeah that was like oh we're going here okay mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and the and that whole plot line with Queenie and Jacob not being able to get married because they're, they're one of them's a nomad and one of them's a wizard wow I wonder what that what that's a metaphor for right uh, <laughs> yeah also um, kind of I mean like I get y'all I feel you but is it 1972 in a white cisgendered neighborhood? I'm sorry. I just, it's just this, this thing is way too safe and way too wrote a lot of times. Um, the first half of my brain going in was like, this is really fun. After the podcast, uh, I'm a little irritated. Uh, but you know what? I did not come up with this world. I still bow down to Miss Rowling for coming up with this world. It's shaped an entire generation after generation. There's 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 no denying what magical properties it has to it, but I also will em- fully embrace the problematic part of it and go, I don't know. Outside of my love for you, Andre, I didn't want to give Dip that money this weekend. Well, I guess they got to keep it safe for middle America. Yeah, I reckon. I mean, you know, there's a lot of people who are saying that. I mean, I I will defend Bohemian Rhapsody for the same reason that if we had gotten gritty and gotten into Freddie's lifestyle, which was none of our business, and he told us so, people wanted that film. They wanted the dwarves and the drugs and the multiple partners. But would it have been accessible to audiences? I mean, already people were freaking out because he kissed, like, two dudes. So, I don't know. I mean, they're not comparable. They're not comparable films in a way. Yeah. Well, what are your other points before we close this out? Because we still got to do American Horror Story tonight. So, yeah. well, I, I and this is I'm glad you said it because this is my last point. Okay. Um, and I'm afraid. Have you made them all? Not... Have you made them all? Yeah, I have. Oh. Yeah, I told you it wasn't a, a shit ton. Okay. Um, but my last uh, my last point, and unfortunately, it's not a great one. Um, but Queenie deciding to go with Grindelwald. I think that's um, a great one. No, that is a great one. That's a strong well, one. Well, I thought I, me personally, I feel like it's too early in the progression of these films for one of our core, like core, like main four characters to turn against everyone. Again, it felt very much like a halfway point movie three event. Yeah. Um, I understand why Queenie decided to do it. Um, even if Grindelwald isn't completely telling the truth that he's not going to hurt muggles and, and all of this stuff. Um, I do understand why she do it. Um, but again, it feels it just like felt like she was a cheap Trumper. 
if I could, it I felt, felt like I felt she like shot going to do that all, all 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 along. I just thought it was going to happen. Really? Yeah. I'm sorry, Andre. We cut you off. Sorry. Please say no. It's okay. No, I mean like I'm not. I'm not criticizing her. The fact that she joined Grindelwald. I'm criticizing where in the story it happened. And now it seems like she, she's become one of his trusted advisors because she can read people's minds. And she you ain't know. missing him at all. She yeah, and I'm like her diary. And I mean, like you know, I, don't I know. feel like that part of this is again these things are being they're informed by people. People write these things. I feel like I feel about Queenie like I feel about Trumpers. It's like I I am still still kind of going okay. I get why you, I know you didn't like Hillary. A lot of people hate Hillary. And you wanted a new world. You wanted things to be different. But when you actually see what he does and what they represent, can you not? It's not about Hillary anymore, y'all. But can you yeah. not turn around and see what it is? And I feel like that's what they built in with Queenie. She became a believer in them. Just listen to him. Just listen to him. And I felt like the regime actually informed this decision in the narrative. And it's unfortunate because these films have to stand for years after Dupus goes to jail or goes away or whatever happens to him, I couldn't give two shits. I feel like the people who are embracing this regime past a certain point are going to suffer for its time frame. Because, mm-hmm. yes, it's a very old, familiar theme. I just want to have what everybody else has. I want to be married to. Queenie's position from the very beginning isn't stronger to, strong to me. Because I feel like she's settling for Jacob. I, really? I, I don't know that she's truly in love. I mean, we don't have enough scream time to, but she wants to marry the man she wants to marry. Let's just go with on the surface way that a film has to deal with stuff. And so she will go and listen to a Nazi fucking villain just to get muggle married to her dude. Uh, I, mean, I feel like, well, the the only reason I don't feel like she's settling for him is because I think JK really sold their relationship in the first film. That's true. Um, it's very strong. Yeah. I feel like there was a bit of a regression in Queenie's characterization, to be completely honest. Like, she wasn't nearly as kind of oblivious and ditzy as she was in the first film. Yeah, that's why I almost didn't recognize her as she, the same character. Yeah, she had she had a, like enough of that to be like um like um not admirable. I, I guess admirable. I don't know. Like enough to to like her. But in this film it felt like do you have a brain or are you not deciding to use it? Like what's going on? Also and I love that scene about the spell that she cast on Jacob. I mean, like I loved, I enjoyed the way they executed the scene, but I'm like, why would you do that? But she was, yeah, un- and again, she like- was under the spell of, of, um, of Grindel- Grindelwald because in the beginning they said they cut out his tongue because he talks and he can persuade people. Mm. Uh-huh. I thought she was just under his spell at the beginning of the film. Uh, no, t- towards the end. When, toward the end. Yeah. Oh well, mm, I don't know. I felt like I felt like that was a very. I hope that's not the case because then we that Queenie has no real sense of agency now. Um, well, I felt people... I felt like that I felt like that decision to join Grindelwald was was very much uh, her. I think it was Grindelwald's power of seduction, and again, knowing exactly which, which buttons to push on specific people. Um, I don't know how he knows so much about Queenie. Um, I don't know if he's keeping tabs on everyone, but well, he's got that sidekick. They got computers and stuff. They they wizards and stuff. 
They got the internet. They probably used the Asian guy to like get all the information, <laughs> and then they killed his ass because that's what happened to Asians. People, you know, like give us all your information, and then you did. Because he got all the info on his iPhone, right? Because he's the smartest one in the entire fucking group. Anyway, is that a reverse stereotype? It is a stereotype. I don't know. I, you know, I still enjoy. It. I'm still going to stand behind the fact that I enjoyed it. Breaking it down, if I was a Potter fan, I would have seen this film from a completely different filter. Like I can't sit down and watch anything with Rami Malek in it and see it the way the average like you know civilian comes in and goes, oh, he's got a weird face and bug eyes. I will beat you in the parking lot. Like I will just beat you to death because I turn into his mom. Like what are you talking about? His bodies are big. He's amazing. He's a great actor of our generation. And um, <laughs> go fucking crazy on people because he what he does is amazing. Uh, but like when people talk about Potter, like they're very, very, very passionate. And so I just try to go. All right, I hear you. I feel you. Were you? Dang, I, you know. I wanted to ask you two. Were you guys at at any point in the film? Did you feel uh, confused about anything? Yes. Yeah. What about? It's like when they were all in the tomb and stuff and like people were talking about like stuff until like it worked out later. There was a lot of just verbosity in the screenplay where I'm like, do we need all these words in the scene? Do we need people to talk this many times in a fucking scene? Like it felt like the brother in the film, this poor dude, the brother in the film felt like he was just like chum so there was a lot of confusion around, like, he felt like a MacGuffin to get to Lita. To, and then there's there was just a lot of just scenes and a lot of talking where I'm like, am I dumb? What's um, happening? No, I mean, I'll admit it, it took me a couple of minutes after the film to be like, so what happened? Right, um, right. Uh, I'm I'm not gonna break it down here because it's it's obvious it's honestly like a really long explanation. But um, I was just curious because that was a main complaint from um, not even critics, just like people, just random fans being like, well, "Am I just that stupid? whole scene?" I mean, you was... can tell me if I'm stupid. I'm no, I mean like, listen, if if fans are st- are kind of like we're not quite sure what happened, then you know, like hardcore Harry Potter fans, I don't think it was it was it's a fandom thing. I think it was just the way it was delivered. And set up. It was kind of like uh, I don't know. I did like the the visual of the. This sounds terrible, but I like the the visual of the baby in the water dying. Uh, yeah, no, it's beautiful. Like from like calling back to like when Lita does the whole Bogart thing in the, oh, in the no, flashback. I, I, I teared up. Over yeah, that. and you're like, wait, what is that? And then it gets explained. That's a very J.K. Rowling thing. Um, definitely one of her strong suits. Uh, but yeah, that I was I was just I was just curious. There was times when I was just struggling to go now, do what now, do what now, do what now, and how did I have my Bryant? Because I feel like the film was all over the place in tone and narrative and a lot of other places. But then again, you know, I'm not sitting in that room trying to figure out how to tell this story. And there's so many demands that are put on writers and producers to do this, you know, and so much pressure on JK. Yeah. The end result, I still feel like, it, it's not a terrible film by any stretch, but when you look at the brain of this woman and who she is and where she's come from and where she is now, the expectation is there. And yeah. uh, I'm not mad at her for like, you know, making some choices. I'm not even mad at her about her tone deafness at times. 
I'm not even mad at her about like siding with Depp. You know, I'm not mad at her about that. I don't have those strong emotions about it. I don't. I'm not a person who sits around and plots people's death and demise because I can. Because none of us walk in these shoes and know what it's like. Yeah, I, just, I mean, you know, it is what it is. And I mean, listen, that that tomb scene would have worked perfectly well on the written page, <laughs> but the problem is her her not exactly knowing how to transition. And I, I mean, honestly, I, I can't blame her. I mean, I don't know if I can because he maybe wanted to try a couple more screenplays before you go out and write five films. Um, Probably. And I don't know if, if what kind of experience she's had with that in the past, but again, that scene would have worked in, in a Harry Potter book, but maybe not so much, not so much here. So didn't it's just unnecessary scenes like the, the, when we know that Newt doesn't want to have a job in an office and he turns down the job with the ministry. And I understand that it's necessary to a certain degree. So if he had walked in and not seen his brother, I don't know. I guess I get to where. I would have been fine with this being a series breakout. I feel like films like this with franchises that are coming from books like this should should are best served by television series. I know people are not fond of that, but I no, agree with you. There's no fucking way you can do Game of Thrones. This in story a this film. story probably would have worked as like a 13 episode show or something. Exactly. Because then you can get into who everyone is and then you can explain all of these backstories and then you know JK would have had a team of people a writers room saying, "Okay, we're going to explore in this episode this and then who Credence is, then we can play with device." And you know, I know that it's not very popular because they need to put asses in seats at the theater and Warner's has a huge stake. Uh, with the theater owners, and and I know it's a big political financial thing, but if you're going to tackle Potter, I feel like we're we're in a world where you can make a deal with HBO, you can make a deal with Netflix, you can make a deal with Hulu, you can make you can start your and own I fucking think, network. I think there is talks of a, of a Harry Potter series on Warner Brothers because they're releasing a, a streaming service right. in the coming years. So um, I feel like this is kind of where this should live so we're not sitting here feeling short-shrifted. I felt this way about Bohemian Rhapsody that if we had had a six, like a mini-series on HBO, uh-huh. we could have hit all the highs and lows and middle notes for everyone. And all the yeah. work that everybody put into would have gotten to play out. You would have seen Live Aid. You know, when it's 20 minutes, you would have seen all of the stuff that went into it. But the the format of the film and the movie theater, I think, is becoming in itself problematic for storytellers. And I, I sympathize. I'd love to have the and, problem that they're having. I mean, you know, there there was always there's always this the story of uh, J.K. Rowling has always said that she had like a severe mental breakdown trying to finish the fourth book mm. because you know the first three books have already gained traction and she promised that this book would be a turning point in the series and it was supposed to be huge and blah 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 and now and i feel like i i hope she's not setting herself up for something similar in that you know i i feel like this film didn't get the reaction she was expecting no, no. um maybe she was hoping all of the Hogwarts and Harry Potter connections would kind of gloss over the weaknesses. But then again, I don't, I don't read her mind. I don't, I don't know what she's thinking. She Um, can't hear you on her Island. (laughs) Literally. Um, But yeah, to kind of, to kind of bring about, 
bring it all back in. I did I'm not like to shame this movie. the bitch. I mean, good luck. I'm mean, like, look, I'd love to have these problems. You know, <laughs> I did like this movie. I'm probably going to see it again because I need to. And I'm, I don't know if that's going to change my feelings about the film. But yeah, I mean, as we know. do podcasts off in the future, if you want to come back and revisit like your second thoughts as a tail end on the end of an episode, please feel free to do so. We always cool. bring a Walking Dead and Rami Malik on every episode. And Black Panther. And Black Panther. And uh, that is what Ashlyn is composed of. That's <laughs> that's what we do. All right. We have another podcast to do. We need to... It's it's very late. Uh, it's 8 o'clock here. It's it's very late in your... Okay, I can't do math. It's 11 uh, here. <laughs> it's 11 o'clock there. <laughs> I went to Alabama school system. Everybody get off my dick. Um, <laughs> we are going to come back and do American Horror Story Apocalypse. Amazing season. We will, uh, we're will. we going to put up Homecoming, this podcast, and the next podcast. Because did I mention that we've been playing Fallout for four days? We'll mix it down tomorrow. <laughs> my beard is down to my boobs. Um, I have not shaved in days, y'all. Uh, so we will be talking to you about that. It's, it's all the thoughts for Fantastic Beasts. Yep. You're going to go see it again. Yeah. I'm going to wait oh, for James. Oh, the score was amazing. I forgot oh, to say Oh, the score this. was, who's yeah. the guy? Uh, James Newton Howard. He was great. Yeah, I had to really say, great. and when I heard the Hogwarts theme, yeah, that was kind of cool. My heart like raced that. a little bit. I, like that too. I was like, oh, oh yeah, I know yeah. that Andre loved this. All right, you guys, uh, I love you so much out there, and uh, thank you for following us and also all of our social media. You have no idea how close I came to killing it all. Um, <laughs> just like Credence, who found out his pa- his bro was a Dumbledore, almost blew the side out of that mountain. Um, all right. So take care of yourself. Any any recommendations from anyone on this podcast to watch or do anything else? Go see the film, maybe? Go see the film. Go see Homecoming. Yeah. Watch Homecoming. Don't watch go ho- see it. Watch and listen to Homecoming. Well, you have to have Prime. If you have Prime, watch yeah. Homecoming. If you don't, you know, just listen to listen the podcast. To it. It's free. Yeah. Anything from you, Andre? Uh, nothing comes to mind. All right. Cool. Yeah. We'll see you on the flip, guys. All right. Bye, guys. (laughs)